guys. Welcome back to our weird world. My throat is really scratchy. Let me cough. <coughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to our weird world. It's the podcast where we do a deep dive into the weird and strange communities that make our world the weird place that it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How are you doing today, Alexi? Booyah. Booyah. Doing good? I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you doing, Matthew? You know, I'm really good. Today's episode I'm actually really excited for. It's going to be our first interview. Yeah, our first guest. So we're going to be talking uh, with our friend Dante. He goes to what's called a Sudbury school. So what it basically is, it's a school that's, there's no curriculum, there's no teachers, no classes. It's all run by the students. So so what they want to learn is what they learn. So I imagine all the kids just sit around playing Minecraft all day, am I right, Matthew? I mean, you could. But what would? But you wouldn't be getting anything out of the school. Yeah, it, it, I like it because it really teaches kids how to, you know, they get to do what they want. Like, if they want to learn about science, they can. Because honestly, how, how often have we used math in our life? I mean, like, I mean, calculus. <laughs> yeah, never. Not once. Never. I mean, up to maybe mid-elementary school. When, yeah. when you learn, you, everybody, I think, should learn how to add and subtract and multiply and divide. That's a given, yeah. But, I mean, there's that argument that, you know, people are always going to have a calculator now. That's true. And people but have I'll, calculators right in their phones these days. But, honestly, I don't think every time you need to multiply three by four, you, you don't need to use your calculator. Right. You should right. know that. I, I, that's what I think, at least. Exactly. But then, being said, do you really need school to teach you to do that? I mean, it's a simple Google how to multiply. <laughs> yeah, it is true. School's becoming more and more outdated the more we think about it. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like so much of it is, it just doesn't change. Like, we keep learning about the same things just because that's what it is. And yeah. if we didn't, there'd be some kind of outrage and they don't have the courage to just change things. Right, right. You know, it's so set in its ways, the school system. Yeah. So it's interesting to see uh, different takes on that. Yep, and... Exactly. The the whole the whole school system is kind of still based around that uh, early 1900s model when it was yeah. first when school was first introduced. Yeah, I mean, you know, times are changing. Yep. Like we we're, we have more resources than we've ever had. So yeah. back in you know the, they said the 1900s, school was the resource. Exactly. Nowadays, honestly, the internet has changed everything so much that you can learn anything online for free. Exactly. Like there's a YouTube video on how to do just about everything there's a tutorial for everything that's why there's so much more outrage when college students still have to pay three hundred dollars for two textbooks it's probably more than that honestly yeah <laughs> i mean when i went my my textbooks were pro- they're like 75 each and that was on the that, cheapest that, that is on. cheap actually that, and that was used oh i was gonna say yeah you got yours used didn't yeah. you used they were 75 bucks <laughs> yeah i know that's ridiculous that's a lot of money for a textbook you're going to use one semester and then never again yeah especially because a lot of the books, they change them yearly, so you can't really... Even buying used books, I think, is pretty uncommon. Yeah. Well, they change them. like Yeah. They, they just, change them so often, so you can't reuse the no, same ex- text, so you exactly. have to buy a new one. They won't even change the content. They'll just change the order of the pages. So when your teacher says, turn to page 275, it'll be a different page for you than for the, the new book. Exactly. So they just update it every year, so you have to keep paying. It's it's just ridiculous. It's kind of a it's a scam, almost. It, it, it is. I think it's ridiculous. It's just yeah. uh, just a money grab, and I hate that. Yep. Did, when wasn't you? It was you who told me that uh, if like if the the average college tuition these days is like thirty thousand or something like that or more for like a standard degree in a two year program. Yeah. But uh, like. Forty years ago, it was like five thousand, and if it if it kept less than with, that. yeah, if if it kept with inflation, it would still be 
like barely ten thousand dollars yeah. or something like that i know it's it's ridiculous i think i don't know about canada but in the states i think the average person has like sixty thousand dollars of debt yeah and it's almost always from student debts i think like the country is like a trillion dollars in student debt yeah in student debt alone probably like it's ridiculous but now i like what are we, we're gonna bring on dante fairly soon and we'll talk with him about his school yeah. but i like just changing the system mm -hmm. new ways of learning I, yeah it's like you get what you put into it i like no that. exactly i really like that because i mean it, it, it forces you to think you know if you're not doing anything if you're just playing video games in school all day you're thinking well why am i here what am i getting out of this yeah to a degree but i don't i feel like when you're in that situation most people don't want to actually like they want to learn yeah yeah because but, and i mean we'll we'll talk about that with dante when we bring him on here fairly soon for sure all right, so let's give him a call and we'll have a little chat with him. Yeah, so thanks for uh, joining us, Dante. I appreciate the time. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, for sure. Let's just get right into it. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about the model of your school? So Simply Model, it was originally started in 1968 out of Massachusetts by a man named, by a man named Daniel Greenberg. He, he, he's actually still worked at the school at... 85 and he's still alive it, and it's That's cool. also an author so the separate model is based on giving kids freedom allowing them to take their lives into their hands and and basically allowing them to do whatever they want <laughs> it, to a certain extent because the, there is a there is always a, of course a law book Mm -hmm. It's essentially a democratic education. All the all, all the rules, everything is voted on before before anything happens. So the students and staff are equal. It's like a microcosm. Mm -hmm. So what are like the typical things that you would vote on? Uh, so we we voted on budgeting, um, renewing staff contracts. So um, at the beginning of each year, we, we would renew uh, all the staff's contracts. Okay. Does that determine like what they get paid and all that, or if they're staying yep. at the school? And, and, and also whether they get they, they uh, get to stay at the school. Okay. We also vote on, um, so let's say someone makes a motion to um, become a free eater, which means you can eat anywhere in the school. You would go to school meeting and say, I move to become a free eater. And then everyone would vote on it. So essentially, like a democratic society. Mm -hmm. I see. So, um, sorry not to interrupt, but um, what is if you're not if you can't eat anywhere you want in the school by default? Like, what is the like, when you're entering the school? What is what is the normal thing like where you would eat? I'm, that, I just didn't clarify oh, that a so, little. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't clarify that. It's um, okay. So normally you would eat in the main room because um, because. Because food kind of gets everywhere, and 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 the and the staff members don't don't like free eaters because it it it, it creates more messes in JC oh, okay. cases. Makes, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just for just for hygienic purposes mainly. Yeah, and then you okay. can then you can motion to become one. And gotcha. Then, um, gotcha. Whoever whoever is at the meeting would um, so everyone would would vote on it, and then it and then if if there's enough. So it's in favor then the motion would pass i see so i i was just gonna say so if you're known to be a clean person then it most likely you would be voted in favor of to be that to be a free eater yeah 
Gotcha. Or, um, so in, at the school, there, there's something called JC, which stands for Judicial Committee. And Judicial Committee is where, um, so where if someone, let's say wrote, someone wrote someone up. Let's say, um, let me think of a fake name. Peter threw a ball at Alex intentionally. So that person could write, let's say, Peter up. That case would, be, would go to JC. It happens every day at 11 o'clock. And um, a, there, so on the JC, there is the JC clerk, which runs the meeting, a staff member, which is the secretary, and an older member, a middle member, and a younger member to vote and decide to send so they would all vote to hear the case and and then from there it would they would decide on a sentence or whether if there was no wrongdoing to drop the case so if i was going to go to school meeting and to want to become a free eater they they would they would review our, our jc cases or or they would review my jc record to see if i had any messes like if i got oh. written up for we're essentially creating a mess. Right. Okay. So with when you get written up, what are like do, do you get punished for these type of things? Like what exactly do they do if you are found guilty? So if you're found guilty, um but like let's say let's say you um you, you, you create you create a mess or or if you yell in, in school. Um so if you create a mess the case would go to JC, and they would decide on a sentence whether or not. So, basically, tell you, okay, you have to go clean your mess up, and or, and you can only eat in the kitchen. Okay. But but the sentences but the sentences vary. Like let's say I verbally harass someone. There's a law that's that's that states that everyone at the school has the right to exist free, freely and, pe- and peacefully. Let's say I violate violate that, and I say something to someone harass harassment. I could get a sentence saying that I'm not allowed to talk to that person for for the rest of the day, or I would have to do that other person's chore. Okay. So the sentence, so the sentences do vary. Yeah, no, I'm sure depending yeah. on the severity, uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you were saying before that your school it's in like a converted church. Yeah, it, it used to be a church, and then in 1997, they converted the school to actually be a school. So are well, there, uh, sorry, are, are there like classrooms inside of it, or is it just kind of like one great hall? So um, since the school used to be a church, they have a theater, um, the main room, which is where everyone comes in, and a quiet room, reading room, and... Um, tech room and office art room so it so essentially there there are there are no real classrooms at the school mm-hmm. so you can you can go wherever you would like to go and sit and study or basically do whatever you'd like with your day okay so so with the model of your school how do kids go tackling subjects like math or history or science where you kind of need textbooks and like a teacher what what do they do in those situations so it's essentially real 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 learning for real life so let's say you don't like math and you you wouldn't have to learn it and, there, and there's no requirement that you, that you would have to 
today in, in, in today's modern world, we have so many amazing tools like calculators and, and, and apps that can actually show us how to solve the problem. So if you wanted to become a scientist, you could study science and the school could actually hire a tutor or you could uh, outsource and, 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 and look, for, look for, study, for someone that works in a lab to study under. Okay. So how does the school get funding? Like, do the students pay tuition? Yep. So at the school, it's, so they identify as a private school. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they're also um, a C501. So they're a nonprofit. So all the funding comes with tuition and, um, with tuition and, and, and donations. So do you think that because you can pretty much just study what you like, does that promote procrastination or slacking in any way? Or do you find that people, when it's what they want to do, they really buckle down and do it? If, if someone really has, it, I, I would say yes to your question, because if someone really has motivation to want to learn a certain subject, that motivation is going to drive them to find the resources and how to learn it. Right. Yeah. But here's how I would dis- describe the school. It, it's magical. Sometimes magic doesn't work for everyone. And that's okay. Sometimes the school may not work out for someone. It may not be the best fit. But for some people, it is. And it's magical. Are there a lot of people that come for a little bit and then determine that this isn't for them and then leave? Or do most people stay for the long haul? Um, I've had some people... So, so some people have come here and been here for a little while and just decided that it's not working out and they would leave. And how long have you been there for? So I have been here for about a year now. Okay. And my stepbrother has been here for his second year. And were you in your typical school before this? Uh, I, was, I was actually uh, kind of. It, it was like a condensed version of school where you would go there for three hours a day and it would just teach you math, reading, and um, arithmetic. And okay. Math, reading, and writing. How do you find that compares to what your current school is like? Um, I kind of find the comparison pretty drastic because at, at this school you can you can really kind of study what you want because at, at a normal school you're always kind of being handed something, right. being told what to do. But here you can really focus on yourself. What yeah. do you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of things do you like to study when on your typical day of school? Um, I study American Sign Language. Cool. cool. Okay. And that's all just self-taught, really? Yep. So <laughs> completely self-taught. I I use uh, resources online and actually, and when I needed help that, that I couldn't find online, I would talk to someone. And one thing that the school taught me is you can't learn everything in a classroom. Sometimes you just have to go out and experience it for yourself. That's so true. Yeah, I know that's one of the big issues but, with the, but the, that's the biggest issue with public school is that it, it, it you're taught in a bubble almost. Mm-hmm. And when you're brought right. out into the world, you don't know how to, it, the biggest things that people always say is they're never taught how to do taxes or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I, I imagine at this school, if you wanted to learn how to do taxes, it would be, it would be, you have, you have resources to help you if you want it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, yeah. You're totally right. And then at, at a public school, you couldn't, you, you wouldn't be able to, to, to learn how to do your taxes or um, 
how to write a check because right. exactly. you're, you're always being told to do, to do something else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But with that, do you find that some kids, they wouldn't even know about certain things to learn? Like from these schools, they tell you what you should be learning. Whereas with mm-hmm. your school, the kids might not even know that they should learn about taxes. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's... So right. on the other side, it, it might not give the kids the, what they should be learning instead of what they want to be learning. Do you know? I, I get what you're, I yeah. see what you're saying. I see, I see what you mean, but it, I think, it, I think that kind of depends on the maturity level. Like if, like if, like if you're nine years old, you, you wouldn't need to know how to do your taxes yet. Right. But, right. But, but, at, but when you're at a certain age, like 16, 17, exactly. You, yeah. you would realize, okay, I got to start to get my stuff together and apply to universities and just and look and look for what I want to do for my future. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it really puts it, a lot of trust in the kids, which exactly. I think is a great thing. I think it is too, yeah, because in public school, I don't think kids are given enough credit almost in the sense that right. some, some a lot kids are smarter than you think they are if you give them the right resources. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and and, and I, I believe that kids should be respected individuals mm-hmm. and not be talk down to like like it is exactly. in a public school dynamic yeah because yeah, there's always the you know the thing like in public schools they're just amalgamated into this this vessel that's just supposed to take information and then do what you want with it with it or well, not so much do what you want with it do what we tell you to do with it yeah what you should <laughs> yeah. do exactly because no i mean yeah no 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 public school will tell you to do well they don't really tell you what jobs to take anyway but they never promote these sort of off these niche jobs that you would never think can be as you know viable as they are but then i guess at this school you can sort of figure out these opportunities on your own and realize hey i can make a living doing this specific interest that i that i love yeah i i, I think you're, i think you're totally right about that yeah. and, and when and when you're at an environment like this you get to you, you, re, you realize that mm-hmm. like that just like, like like things that that you never thought were possible could you could do mm-hmm. because you get a chance to learn it by yourself exactly. i think you're totally right yeah and one of the things that we were talking about a little bit before that i really like is that there's all kids of different ages and they're all kind of kept together so the younger kids can have experience dealing with older kids and the older kids can you know deal with the younger kids as well so i really like that yeah that i i, I think that's the interesting aspect of it because like because i think he one of the a useful life skills to have is to learn how to work, work with different people, people mm-hmm. that you don't really know, and Definitely. people of different ages. Like absolutely, like just doing something as simple as playing a game of tag with a five-year-old and a sixteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. They're they're essentially working together, and it's it's based on the idea that as a five-year-old can contribute as much as through conversation as an eighteen-year-old can. Certainly, and yeah, I I agree to that. Yeah sometimes i mean what's like what's it when they always see these sometimes you'll see videos on like youtube or something or facebook wherever these the five-year-olds talking with their parents and they always ask these like questions that you would never think that they would think of like uh, the first thing the first thing that comes to mind this is not this sorry this is a little off tangent but just it was a science convention and this um 10 year old came up to a uh, scientist and asked what happens if two black holes collide and the scientist um basically went on like that is that is a university level question that you're asking there buddy <laughs> and that's really smart it's really good thinking that's that's wow all i'm saying yeah that, that, that's it's really impressive like yeah just the imagination that he has to exactly to ask that 
that's what I'm that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think it's good that they learn to kind of flourish their imagination instead of learning to suppress it when they get older. Exactly. Be they're, right. they're promoting curiosity rather than shunning it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and his response was definitely appropriate. Mm-hmm. And it, and and, there, and he's not talking down to his imagination about about the about the black holes at all. Right. Exactly. He's, he's, he, he made a comment basically saying oh, he should be in 12th grade asking questions like that. <laughs> so, wow. imagine, that imagine that kid felt, felt, uh, felt pretty good about himself. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he felt a lot more self-confident. Exactly. And now he probably wants to look into that more now. <laughs> yeah, and that especially coming from a grown-up. Exactly. So, so, I was just wondering, is there a principal at your school? Or like what? how does that work? Uh, there is no principle here. There's actually no no person of power. The the, the students okay. are the power because it's all the right. the equal power. All right. So so um are, are, are there like adult adult I guess want to say uh, there are adults at the school like yes okay we have uh, there's a team of five staff members okay uh, okay they they each come in on different days but but two of them are are always here full time and I was just gonna ask what the roles of the the adults are. So the roles of the adults, they, um, the, and the students can actually take on these roles too if they apply for the position and to actually win it and, and win in the election. That, so one of the roles of the, of the staff members is to, of course, supervise and make sure that no one is doing anything that they shouldn't. And of if course. they find that, they would just write it up. Okay. And like... One of our staff members here is called the building maintenance clerk, and he makes sure that everything is in order with the building because okay. it used to be an old church, and so there, we we have asbestos ceilings. Right. So yes. So he essentially makes sure everything is fixed and okay. Sure. Um, we have a PR clerk who who, who does advertising and, and 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 a staff member that that essentially talks to parents and. Mm-hmm. and deals with issues okay uh, another role of a staff member is like you mentioned in jc there, there's a secretary okay. uh three staff there are three staff members on the secretary if the kids like say had an interest in these particular jobs that these adult roles have are they allowed to shadow these adults and like learn about their their job more of course yeah they're they're totally allowed to do that and then if they like it they they can uh they can they can put their ballot in and whether or not they win is whether or not they win is up to the students and staff. Okay. But still, that's cool that they're allowed to have that, um, that, that, that door is open to them. If they want to, like, say they, they get a PR uh, person, if they want to learn about mar- like marketing and advertising, that would be a really good person to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and learn about it. And learn about it. Exactly. Like, what are the tactics? So how exactly does it work? Because you don't exactly have grades in classes. If you're going into post-secondary... How does that work if you want to apply to a university or a college? So that actually depends on the college. Um, I, I can actually link you this this article, but I found this 2014 study that that colleges were were accepting more uns, unschooling or, or Sudbury model of students due to, due to due to them having a higher motivation to learn. Yeah, I, and I can see that. I'll, I'll send you a link to that, but it really kind of depends on on the college on, on whether or not they would accept you. And, exactly. and and from the school, you do, you do get a totally valid high school diploma. Okay, you, right. you won't have a GPA. Right, okay, right. right. 
And uh, I, I guess you, you kind of, I guess, indirectly answered this question, but I was I was going to ask um, this JC that's made up of mainly uh, students. But then you said there's only you know five adults on a rotating basis there. So I'm assuming that it's mainly uh, kids there, students there on the JC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the students definitely overpower the adults because there's more of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. think we asked earlier, but exactly how many kids are at the school? Oh, it's a pretty small, pretty small school. There's only 20 two or 23 kids here okay so that's the size of a like a small classroom for public for like a public school yeah so essentially the size of the exactly what you said the size of the classroom yeah so because there's such a small amount of people are there like groups of friends are there like cliques like in your typical high school is everybody kind of just one big family um kind of like that i i I would i would honestly describe the social situation the social the social seem to be kind of hard because there's, I'm 16. There's not, and and of course there are some kids my age, but sometimes I might not relate to them. But in a post school dynamic, there there would of course be a lot, a lot of more kids that I I, I never knew. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah. But here, you, you kind of know everybody. Right. Yeah. And I almost find that's good being around people that you can't relate with because when you're put into the real world and you're at work, you're going to be. You know, it's like with me, I'm 22 and I work with mostly 40 year old people. So you kind of have to be forced to talk to people that you can't relate with. Exactly. And that's a skill in its own. Yeah. And I say, I'm, 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 I'm 24 and I work around same, same age, age range of people and all people that are people that are different ethnicities, different from different countries. So Mm -hmm. would you recommend that model for most people or do you think it's very dependent on the student? I'd say it, it depends on the student in the maturity level. I mean, of, of course, of course, you can play video games and have fun, but would you actually take advantage of the school and 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 want, and want to do something? But I, I think I think the model, but like I said before, it it works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And depending on the person and the maturity level, you you just have to see. Exactly. Yeah. Is there like are, are there more common ages there, or does it really vary? I would say there's kind of common ages, like um, there's definitely a lot of four and five year olds, and but there's and then there's the there's a good amount of teenagers. Mm-hmm. So the, the school age ranges to so at, at the current minute right now, um, our youngest member is five years old, and our oldest is sixteen. Okay. Okay. So there's it it varies in age. How does a like a four or five year old, if, if you if you know the answer to this, like how do they learn on their own? Because I mean, to a four and five year old, the world is you know huge, and there's so much stuff that they don't know. How do they know what to take in? Like I know there's the basics of reading, writing, and math, those kind of things, obviously. But do you see do you see what I'm I'm trying to get at? Mm-hmm. And too, yeah. and I would say as as Mr. Rogers said, play is the work of children. And, and they don't have to learn how to how to read and write right now. That can always happen later because education is a slow growing plant. And and they don't have to know how to how to read right now. They can always learn later in life. It's funny. I, I think that we're so ingrained that learning in school is science, math, history, exactly English. That's that exactly for it. these yeah. younger kids, them learning at school could be learning how to talk to people, yeah, exactly. learning how to behave I, properly. I, I didn't even think of that. And You're that's right. that's not something that can be taught in a course. That's something 
that only the situation you can be taught because you're thrown into real world situations. That's right. There's nothing wrong with a four or five year old wanting to dedicate you know, the first part of their schooling to learning social skills. That's exactly that's that that's great. And, and you're definitely right because they're because they don't have they don't have to learn that right now. That that can always come later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny and, thinking that they might not learn about you know world war ii because right. it's so but, ingrained into us <laughs> exactly but like but they can learn about world war ii when they're 12 it's not going to change anything. yeah <laughs> it's it's right. it's one of those things that the school system is so ingrained into exactly. people that thinking like how are you going to function without knowing yeah, exactly. World war one <laughs> yeah yeah i i just remember being in kindergarten and learning for the first time that numbers go beyond 10 i thought that <laughs> whoa my god that is incredible <laughs> like whoa <laughs> my world I had is that open feeling too yeah <laughs> like oh wow there's 111 yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah as you said i guess you know someone in kindergarten doesn't necessarily need to know that right now it's they don't even really need to learn it. it's just kind of something they can discover on their own and then right that's it and the and i think the, i think the the um most important part of everyone's education here is that, that everyone is getting is the social skills because the, the school is basically based on that you're always learning like like say i want to make a cake you're, you're learning how to do measurements saying okay i need this amount of milk and this amount of vegetable oil or playing playing a game outside or playing a game of minecraft because you're working together and it's it's a fascinating concept, and it it really is kind of a community. I mean, in the U.S., there are it, so no, so everyone I talk to doesn't know what Sudbury is, but it, I, and I don't blame them because not not many people know or heard of the concept because they don't they're really kind of hostile towards it because, like you said, they they have this ingrainment of what education should be. Exactly, yeah. and anything that challenges that, yeah. All the... It's anything that cha- people people don't like things that challenge the status quo. Yeah, but then sometimes things that challenge them end up being the new status quo because they work so well. Right. People don't generally don't like change. In some exactly. Areas. I'm 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 willing to admit I'm not the biggest fan of change. I like I like <laughs> I like I like routine, but mm. hey, that's why we're doing a podcast. You, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean. It's, yeah, it's kind of a hard thing to grasp. Yeah, was it hard for you to grasp when you first entered? Because you said you only been it for a year, so are are you still kind of looking at this from the outside? Like this is all kind of odd, or you're you're pretty much used to it by now? I'm pretty much used to it. I yeah. I, I love the concept at first, and I and I, mm-hmm. and I still do. It, it it's a great environment. It worked out very well for me. That's that's good. Yeah. And uh, and I was just gonna. I meant to say also when when you first started the school, how did you how did you feel about it? Uh, I was actually shocked because it was like, oh my gosh, I've have actual freedom yeah, yeah. I, I can i can take an account to do what i love exactly yeah how exactly did you find out about the school um so my stepdad um was looking for alternative education and um a, a friend actually told him about about the school then he he looked at, it, at the school with his son and he enrolled his son into it and then after that we we were looking at it and we thought it'd be a great decision so then we actually, me and my mom actually moved to, to, to where the school is to actually go to school. So, so we, found a, we found out about it through a, through, through a friend. It's kind of a bit of a, a stroke of luck that you're able to find something, that, something like that. That's, cause it, seems very, it doesn't seem like it's very willing to advertise itself very well. 
Right. I said, I, but as you said, you had a you have a you have a PR guy, so <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure you guys have a website and stuff like that, but oh yeah, we do. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, and some, and you're right. You are right because because to always kind of you always kind of get mixed feelings because people are always so so shocked about the idea of giving kids freedom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, our, our our pure guy, he's really good at it. I uh, actually sent you one of his videos. Um, yeah, and, yeah, I took a look at it. But yeah, of course there are going to be people that 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 think the idea is is awful and that it shouldn't exist. But most of those are probably I would assume most of them are people that are academically inclined. If you know what I mean, like people that yeah. went to public school and they got really good grades, so they're all kind of like all proud of themselves. And then there's these these guys just doing whatever the heck they want and doing just as well. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And some people are are, are like that because I got a good education. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's funny how people who go to these elite schools, they see that as their identity. Exactly. Like, I'm a Harvard student. I'm mm-hmm. a Prince student. I go to Brown. Or uh, Cornell. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know exactly to, what you're thinking of. Like, they, they treat it as, it's, it's their personality. Yeah. It's, it's what creates them, not what they yeah. do that, that creates themselves. Exactly. These, these, these kids in this school, they're creating their own identity because they have the freedom to learn whatever they wish. So everyone is becoming their own person. And that yeah, sense of, and that sense of the, I was just going to say that discovery of self earlier on is just going to do them wonders later in life. Definitely. And, 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 it, and, and things that, ha- that, that happen at school, I think are always going to stay with them, mm-hmm. like social skills. But yes, yeah, so some people do actually kind of make the going to Harvard they, their their identity and go really overboard with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Like they, they like twenty years down the road, they still have their Harvard sweater or whatever yeah. like that. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, but going to uh, yeah. an Ivy League school is not a character trait. Yeah, exactly. Or or owning a Tesla. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. All right, any more questions that you have, Alexi? Uh, no, I think that was. I think I got everything that I wanted to ask. It was very interesting. Yeah, it was actually cool. really interesting learning about it. So I, yeah, uh, I appreciate you, you. Uh, talking to us about it, Dante. Yeah, thank you very of much. I, I, yeah, of course, I had a great time, and I, 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 I just love the idea of your, of your podcast, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited to listen to it because because your brother t- t- told me that you did three other episodes, so I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited to hear oh, it. Oh well, well, we hope, we hope, we hope you enjoy it. And, Cool. Thank, thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah no, thanks. thank you very much. Yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate of your time. Yep. Yeah, definitely. All right, peace out. All right, take care. All right. You too. Bye. All right, and there was our little talk with Dante. All right, thank you. thanks to him again for being on the show. Yeah, we appreciate him uh, coming to talk to us. So as, as a wrap-up, anything you want to talk about about what was said? No, I just think it's fascinating, his uh, point of view. Yeah. And, you know, he's only been in it for like a year, but he's still like, so he, he's, I was trying to say, like, he's almost kind of looking at it from half, he's half and half, like he's half into it, but he's also looking at it from an outsider's perspective as well. So it's a really good, really good blend, really interesting to yeah. talk to him. And it's interesting how it hasn't been that long that he's been doing it, but I feel like his total view on, not to speak for him, but the, it's like view on school has totally changed from that type of schooling. Well, we've, we've established that yeah, it has totally yeah. for him. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up then. Uh, yeah, I think that'll just about wrap it up. So if you enjoyed today's episode, guys, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're on all the major podcasting platforms now. Yippee. 
Yippee, we finally got approved for everything. Everything's good. Yay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, keep, keep it, it weird. weird.